And welcome to A Living My Youth, the show where we look back at pop culture from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. My name is Noel Fogelman. My guest today is Daphne Maxwell-Reed, best known for playing Anne Viv in the later seasons of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Daphne talks about getting the role and why she originally turned it down. She talks about the time Donald Trump came on for his guest starring role. She talks about her relationship with James Avery, Uncle Phil. And Daphne went to college in Northwestern University. She's originally from New York City, so going to college in the Midwest in the 60s was interesting for her to say the least. She talks about her very successful marriage to Tim Reed, Tim Reed best known for playing Venus Flytrap on WKRP in Cincinnati. Daphne is such a renaissance woman, always doing different things. She fills us in on what she's up to these days. And I hope you enjoy my conversation with Daphne. And helping me relive my youth today is none other than Daphne Maxwell Reed. Daphne, how are you today? I'm very well today. Sun is shining. Oh yeah, it's a beautiful day here. It was raining a little bit earlier, but sun's out now and uh, can't go wrong. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. So let's start from the beginning. How did uh, a girl from New York City end up at Northwestern University? I was selected, um, kind of, I guess you would call recruited from the Bronx High School of Science, where um, I spent my high school years, the president of the senior class, and um, we had a class of 958 students in the senior class, so our counseling department could only uh, process three applications to college for each one of us. So uh, a recruiter came from Northwestern, and uh, I listened to his pitch, they offered me a full ride, and I also got a National Merit Scholarship. And the other two schools I had applied to, one was uh, Brandeis in New York, okay. and uh, one was a state school in New York. And I had been to Boston, so I didn't need to go to Brandeis. Right. I'd never been to Chicago, so I said, hey, let me go explore the Midwest. And uh, I got there. Oh, that's great. I'm I'm originally from uh, Queens, New York, and I, I went to a state a state school. So, which uh, which state school was recruiting you? It was New Paltz. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I went up into uh, Buffalo, so I'm. Uh, uh, you went way up. Yeah, way up. Yeah, I, I bitter the wind and the cold. Yeah, <laughs> but so but so did you, Northwestern, right? <laughs> oh my gosh, I had no idea of that wind off that lake. Oh yeah, that's 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 the worst in anything. The wind is, is is brutal. I handle the snow, but the wind is oh my god, it's it's. it's the wind it's, is brutal. Yeah. Fry <laughs> Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so this is like the fiftieth anniversary, unfortunately, of the uh, assassination of Dr. King. But also, something that doesn't get noticed as well is fiftieth anniversary of a a sit-in at Northwestern as well. Yes, we had. Uh, commemoration in May for the 120 students that did the sit-in. I was one of them. Uh, It was an amazing day. We had been trying to get Northwestern University to listen to our pleas for some uh, services, some classes, some professors, and uh, we needed to filter the overt racism that was happening at Northwestern University, uh, physically to us and, of course, verbally. And uh, the university wasn't listening. So we said, okay. 
African-American from Brooklyn. So it was funny, two city boys in, in, in Buffalo. So it was kind of funny with, without a problem. It's funny how time and, um, I guess, location changed things. Location. It, it has to do with what they were taught. Absolutely, and absolutely. When you're in a sealed environment, uh, you get to talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That happens far too much. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. But I'm glad that, you know, it, after all that, it, it worked out for you. Now, like, or I don't think acting was something that you wanted to do when you were there. So, what were what was like your major? What were some of your interests? I started off as the uh, education major. I was going to teach Spanish. Okay. And uh, after my freshman year, I said, Nah, I don't want to teach. <laughs> so I went into interior design and architecture because I liked doing uh, mechanical drafting, which I started in at Bronx Science. And uh, it developed into a wonderful picture, and I loved it, and graduated with a degree in uh, a BA from Northwestern. Yeah, and acting was something that I did in high school as an extracurricular activity. Uh, I was kind of easy with it. It was fun to do. It was easy for me to do. I could call on emotions at the drop of a hat, and I just, I, I had a facility for it, but I didn't 
see how a black woman could earn a living doing that. So that was not something that I pursued. Right. And um, I got discovered in college as a model. And that was from my academic work because I had gotten the, uh, the scholarship, the Central Merit Scholarship. I was recognized by Seventeen Magazine in the Real Girl issue in January of 67. And uh, a real girl is, was uh, were the, I guess, the recognizable young women who were coming up in the world. And they brought us all to New York and put us up at the Waldorf Astoria. And I was roaming with the um, national baton twirling champion, oh, wow. Betty Crocker, football winner. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I was the merit scholarship winner. And um, there were a bunch of us. That kind of launched my modeling career because Eileen Ford in New York City saw my picture and asked me to come in and register with her. I said, okay, yeah, sounds like fun. And you could fly between New York and Chicago uh, round trip on a student fare on United Airlines, $25. Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> so uh, leaving school and going to New York to do a job between second school was no big deal. Right. Right, and then um, you were the the first African American cover model on Glamour magazine, so that had to be um, a treat for you as well. It was a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> did, yeah. Um, did you I know that was going to happen? No, I had no idea. Um, I had done several cover tries on my trips back to New York, but mostly I did editorial work and. I found out, like everybody else found out, walking by the, um, the newsstand, and I saw my face on it. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was, uh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I was very surprised. Right. But not only that, then also at Northwestern, you were the first African-American homecoming queen. So you, you were sort of, of a trailblazer back then. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but you know the pioneer designs in the back, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, Absolutely. Um, I was the homecoming queen. That was a horrible experience. Uh, The Northwestern didn't recognize that year. I didn't put it in your book. They said it wasn't important. And I said, okay, let me see how important you are. So when I graduated, I wrote my final letter to the school and said, um, don't ever ask me for anything. I will never give you a dime. Good. Good for you. And uh, I got to um, celebrate that 30 years later. They had a capital campaign, and I was on television, so they tracked me down. Oh, you went to the restaurant. Well, yes, I did. Yeah. And <laughs> some young man was in town who wanted to come and meet me at my office. I said, oh, come on. Right. I did his pitch, and he pitched, and he pitched, and this capital campaign, and the doctor, and I said, okay. Yeah, well, well, good so, for you. <laughs> um, then, 40 years after I graduated, I was recognized by the Black Alumni Association with a Hall of Fame award, and they invited me back to 
um, received the award. I was happy to come to see that there was a black uh, alumni association. And I um, came back and she said, how, uh, how, tell us about your time at Northwestern. And I did. And their mouths were agape. They had no idea. They were younger. <laughs> and uh, they had benefited from the things that we had done by getting accepted there and having a much better time. But they had no idea who the pioneers were. And they didn't know about my being homecoming queen because it wasn't in the yearbook. Right. So they, uh, the leader called the, uh, the head of the uh, Black American the African-American uh, Alumni Association called the president at the time and uh, said that she would like him to give me an apology. <laughs> <laughs> so I got an official apology from Northwestern and I got invited to crown the next year's homecoming queen. And then they asked me to be on the board of the School of Arts and and I, yeah, I spent a couple of years on the board and could not figure out why the same question kept coming up every time I went to a meeting. How do we get more uh, African-American students here? We, we, can, we can't get them up, and you're not looking for them. Right. <laughs> and I said, I can't help you. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have the same problems you used to have. So I, the board suggested that they find somebody from the Black Alumni Association, somebody young, <laughs> who could help them. Okay, I mean, because the students are certainly out there. You just have to, you know, find them. It's you know, they're not doing a good enough job. There's plenty of bright students out in this country. Hello. <laughs> you know, yeah. you, and you know firsthand. So. <laughs> yeah. I do. I don't know what they're looking for. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So then, after you graduated, um, how did the whole acting thing come about? Well, when I was modeling, I was registered with an agency in Chicago as well. And while I was in school and after I graduated, I started doing commercials in Chicago. And um, Robert Conrad came to town in the early 70s and was doing a series called The Duke. Right. Which was a television series that he did. And um, I auditioned for it through my agent. And we hit it off. And he had written me and wrote me into the program, and I that was my first series. I did maybe five or six shows with him. And then um, I got divorced from the husband that I had uh, met in at Northwestern, and I moved out to California. And Robert Conrad was doing another show called A Man Called Sloan. And, I, of course, I called him when I got my leg to say hi. And he said, oh, yeah, I want you to do the show with me next week. And I was able to get an agent because I was a working actress. And my career bloomed from there. And I just kept going from one opportunity to the next and having a fabulous career. Yeah, and it's kind of ironic that both Robert Conrad and Will Smith played Jim West in Wild Wild West. Yeah. So then, how did you meet your husband now, the very talented, and he's also, you know, a jack-of-all-trades, uh, Tim Reed? Yeah. I met him in Chicago. We used to work together modeling. 
but he was married to somebody else. I was married to somebody else. And he was just another guy I was working with. Uh, hardly noticed him at all. And when I moved out to L.A., I was divorced and he was divorced at the time. And he was doing WKRP in Cincinnati. And another Chicago friend out there said, oh, you remember him? And I'm going, no. <laughs> right. And said, well, I'll tell him you're in town. And I said, yeah, tell him I said hi. And he called me and uh, invited me out for a drink. And we were supposed to have a little five-minute date. And it lasted five hours. And now it's lasted 38 years. Wow, that's, that's, that's great. Congrats and you know, good for you guys. Yeah, that's 175 Hollywood years. <laughs> Yeah, totally. And like you know, besides you know doing you know obviously you know playing Venus Flytrap, he also was a star of another like underrated show that got canceled way too early in Frank's Place. Frank's Place was not underrated; it was highly rated. No, no, I mean, no, I mean like uh, like underrated meaning you know viewership. Like I, you know, I, I wish more people would have known. We were canceled politically. Oh, okay. Um, Tim was the creator of that show. He and Hugh Wilson, who had created uh, WKRB in Cincinnati, created Frank's So he was the star and also the creator and writer of that show. And uh, it was my favorite show so far. Yeah, I remember uh, you know, Tony Burton from Rocky. He was in that show as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, no, it, yeah, it was it was a good show, but that's also a show. You know, everything is on now. A show you really can't find anywhere to watch. No, it's uh, too expensive to run often because it has uh, a lot of music yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah, well, the music is keeping the networks from spending money. Right. Yeah, well, that's unfortunate. Now. Yeah. So when Fresh, I heard, like, is it true when uh, they were casting for Fresh Prince, you originally turned down the chance to audition? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was tired. We had just done a, about six back-to-back series, Tim and I, and uh, we were moving to Virginia to a farm that we had bought there, and they it was the beginning of rap music, and I wasn't crazy about rap. Right. <laughs> and I went off to Virginia and the show came on that fall and I looked at I said oh my goodness what a cute show so three years later <laughs> right <laughs> they had an audition for a role on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and I said I will be there and I managed to out act about 200 other women and uh, secure the role and I was absolutely thrilled right Yeah, it, it was it was great. Now, like, did you know any of like the drama behind why they were looking for another amphib? Nope, and they didn't talk about it when I was there. Okay. I mean, the cast would never they never cast any aspersions on her or anything. I I just okay. I mean, that's Hollywood. Right. Actors are replaceable, and uh, for folks to stand out uh, and stand down from negotiating and and hold out okay you take your chances because you are replaceable you are the last thing that a production thinks about is the actor right 
Unless you want control over your life, be an actor. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and everyone welcomed you with open open arms and stuff like that. Totally. Yeah. I was greeted with dozens of red roses in my dressing room and hugs, and it was like a beat was never missed. Okay. Yeah. And, and the, I, of course, fell in love with James Avery. Oh, yeah. He, he was great. And just the... the chemistry between you you two was absolutely great he was a remarkable person yeah yeah that, that was, I, I tease his wife i said we are sister wives that was my other right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and the yeah the, the, the show had like a lot of like guest stars and cameos and they had one cameo of course with uh our president now president trump how Phenomenal. yeah what, what was that experience like only in a scene with him as a spectator almost um, <laughs> and he and uh, Miss Markle, Tiffany's mom <laughs> right, yeah. came in to I guess buy the mansion or something and um, I didn't much attention to it, I knew his uh, his stories from New York and I knew what kind of person he was, I didn't spend any time with him. right yeah, what was like the was the rest of the cast like excited or just like eh, it's, a, it's another person here just do our scenes and move on? It was stunt casting. Yeah, and we knew it was stunt casting, and nobody was really impressed. Right. <laughs> yeah, we could pretty much say the same thing now. Also. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's a man <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know. Hey, let's let's hope his pregnancy gets canceled sooner than later. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Right now, like one of my favorite episodes was the the Soul Train episode. Now, how much fun was uh, shooting oh, shooting that yes, one? That was great. Yeah, it was fun because before every show, um, Will got us in his dressing room before the live show, and we all just listened to music and got jammed up. And right, that's the way he he energized for the show. And James and I were known to dance on the hallway together because he was a fabulous dancer. Right. And um, so getting to do Soul Train, I'm going, whoa, we actually get to dance. <laughs> <laughs> get to wear them big old wigs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, the... It was a fun yeah, it, it was great. Now, like, who's this? Because the show could have kind of went out on top and probably could have went on a couple more seasons. Like, whose decision was it to uh, to cancel it? I think it was a wise decision on Will's part since he was doing more uh, feature films right. and needed more time to do that. And he was being successful at it. So um, he told us the fifth year, the sixth year was going to be the last. So we knew. Right. And they wrote to it, and we got everybody off to college and to school and to their apartments. Yeah. And we sold the house, and that was the hardest episode when that house was empty and we were all saying goodbye. We were actually saying goodbye to each other. Right. And every, we were crying the whole time until they started throwing cake at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but was there any like animosity towards Will because you know, basically you guys were going to be out of a job and he was moving on to you know movies and stuff like that? No, there was no animosity. Okay, at all. we all went about our lives. Right. And went on to other jobs. 
Right, right. Yeah, no, because yeah, and Karen was still acting. Tatiana had her, had her music and everything. Yeah, so it, it's true. Karen was produced. She was starting to write, produce her new uh, children's series for Black uh, Sweet Blackberry yeah, Company. Yeah, yeah. And I, we all stayed friends and family. We went to weddings. We went to <laughs> births. You know, we've been a family ever since. Yeah, and plus, the, the, I don't think it can go like a half hour without the show being on somewhere. So I'm sure those residuals are pretty nice. <laughs> They're okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, you, you've been very active since the show. I mean, you've been putting out books. I mean, you, you, clothing line. I think now you just released a, a new cookbook. Just tell us about that. It was on 54 acres, and it was 
quite the thing. And then the paradigm shifted. We were doing that for 18 years. And about four years ago, we sold the studio. And I started a line of clothes because I've been making my clothes since I was nine years old. And I had one jacket that every time I was one of them, everybody in the street would say, oh, where'd you get that? I want one. Right. And I finally said, okay, I'll make some. And I decided to do a custom line rather than a manufactured line because I consider them uh, wearable art. So I can charge a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I make them myself and I'm having a wonderful time meeting new people and giving them a little jewel to wear. That's, yeah, that's awesome. So, like, you've done so much. Is there anything that you haven't done yet that you want to try your hand in? I don't think there's anything that I haven't tried to do. I've, I've done, I used to make furniture. I, I've done right. a lot of things. Right. I've done interior design. I've done full painting on walls. I've done, I've done lots of things that I've wanted to do, and my blessing. God gave me some great gifts, and I have to manifest these gifts in order to honor him. So every time I feel an urge to get one of my gifts out, I find a way to get it out. That's great, and you've succeeded in everything you've done so far. Daphne, thank you so much for a few minutes today. I really appreciate it, and uh, best of luck. Thank you so much. It was wonderful talking to you. Have a great fall. And a special thanks to Daphne for joining us today. Check out her website, DaphneMaxwellReed.com. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at the first Noel 19 Be sure to like the page for Living My Youth on Facebook. Go to iTunes. You can check out all the past episodes we've had. While you're there, please rate and review the show. Don't have iTunes? Not a problem. You can find the show on SoundCloud and also on Podbean. A special thanks to everyone who's listening. Can't do it without you guys. And be on the lookout for another episode of Living My Youth real soon. <laughs>